Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And welcome to another edition, a special Friday edition of After Hours with Tifo and Luby. I'm Jeff DeForest, along with Mike Luby Lubitz here on the Believe Podcast Networks. And we like to feature some things uh, that we thought were significant that were part of our content during the week. And we do have a show uh, that airs Monday through Friday, usually from 7 to 9 Eastern, live audio and video streaming on a thing called I on Channel. All you have to do to find it is Google The Defoe Show. That's uh, The D-E-F-O Show. And uh, you'll find Luby and me there, uh, both uh, audio and video streaming, and it's always a lot of fun. And, and of course, one of the hot stories where we originate from uh, that took place. And we, we felt like, uh, Luby, did you not feel a little bit guilty about calling Jim Laranega the head coach of the University of Miami basketball team who had a real rough time uh, with his squad last year but managed to keep everybody together and comes back this year with a veteran squad that was getting 0.0 Blutarski numbers in terms of respect. Yep. And uh, we didn't even know they were playing until, of course, they knocked <laughs> off Duke. Exactly. To conclude at Cameron Indoor to conclude uh, a nine-game winning streak, which was snapped in the subsequent game before we had this uh, conversation with uh, Jim Laranega on our Thursday edition of the program. But uh, what, were you uh, not feeling a little bit guilty about calling Laranega only after he, he was the number one highlight on every sports highlight show and reel that was shown uh, for the last uh, several days? after uh, this buzzer-beater victory over Duke at Cameron Indoor and uh, knocking off, of course, the great uh, coach Mike Krzyzewski. We're big uh, Jim Laranega fans. We've had him on a lot throughout the years, and by now, usually in the season, we'd have him on multiple times. So when I realized, oh, shoot, they just beat Duke, how how do we not have him on? Yes, I felt a little bad that it was our first time in January having Coach L on. Yes, I admit I felt a little sheepish, but I still went for it, and he still is willing to talk to us. <laughs> so <look> yes, <laughs> and you know, he always enjoys it, too. And we throw a lot of nostalgic stuff at Jim Laranega because he uh, kind of grew up uh, a little before my time uh, of being a guy that was uh, banging around the parks of New York and, of course, the basketball scene there. Uh, he did it at a much higher level, went on to be a big star at uh, Providence College, and uh, then, of course, uh, has had a legendary coaching career, uh, including he just uh, reached another milestone of sorts. And uh, a lot of these things have so many numerical breakdowns and considerations that, that you wonder what the significance of the record is. But in this case, it is significant. He became one of four or five coaches in uh, basketball, college basketball history to establish more than 150 wins, 150 wins or more at three different programs. And, and he did it at Bowling Green. Uh, he did it at George Mason, where he took uh, Cinderella team into the Final Four, where, where they're just an incredible NCAA tournament run, the kind of thing that uh, makes you really enjoy the tournament when you see uh, one of these uh, upstart teams uh, that uh, really uh, should have no chance in the tournament against the heavyweights, and they're out there uh, just scoring upset after upset. Uh, it was a tremendous ride, and we've talked about that with Jim Laranega in the past uh, as well. But uh, this was some run, and the win at Cameron Indoor uh, was uh, duly noted by the entire nation. Uh, the Hurricanes, as we said, they lost their subsequent game, but it is always a pleasure, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy this conversation that we had on our Ion Channel show with the UM head basketball coach, Jim Laranega. And it's always great. I mean, this uh, gentleman, uh, for us, uh, a basketball treasure chest yes, uh, right here in our midst. 
And we feel like we became fair weather, a bandwagon jumping <laughs> friends because uh, we wait until he beats Duke and uh, once again uh, finds a way to just befuddle Coach K at, at Cameron Indoor with these crazy nutbags uh, just yelling and screaming and uh, trying to intimidate the hell out of his team, goes in there and, and beats Duke. And uh, that's when we say, hey, you know what? We ought to have Jim Larrene on the show. But, uh, Jim, I assure you, you're, you're always in our hearts. And, uh, I, you know, the, the incredible thing is, though, it, it did seem like th this team was flying and literally flying under the radar, uh, you know, throughout uh, this whole nine-game winning streak that you percolated and then uh, finished that off uh, with a big win on the road against Duke. How are you, Jim? Uh, good to have you on the program. I'm good. I always like talking to the guys who uh, jump on the bandwagon midway through the trip. So. <laughs> then on top of that, I mean, this was frustrating for me because, uh, you know, we've often uh, thought, well, uh, maybe, you know, the people that come on a show uh, go through a little bit of the Sports Illustrated cover jinx. And, and you've always been very bold and, and very gracious uh, with your time and accommodating to us uh, on our request to have you on. And, and we genuinely uh, love that. But uh, I, I moved and, and uh, I'm going through all kinds of cable TV hell. And then finally, by some accident, uh, after not having it for, for years, I, I have the ACC network. So I figure, okay, Jim Laranig is coming on the show on Thursday. Let me watch the game against FSU. I, I hope you don't consider, you know, that that might have been a little bit of a jinx because uh, that was a hell of a ball game. But, uh, you know, a real tough way to end the uh, nine-game winning streak. Well, it's funny. On, on Saturday, we beat Duke. And uh, with eight seconds left, we're – we're up two, and Duke has the ball, and they shoot a three for the win, and they miss. So we end up winning by two. We go to FSU. We take a one-point lead uh, with uh, seven seconds to go, and uh, they go in for a driving layup, and unfortunately there's a foul called, and they make two free throws uh, to beat us at the end. So, you know, these ACC games are always a challenge. They're always very, very competitive. We beat uh, Syracuse by one, then Duke by two, and then lose by one to Florida State on the road. But Florida State is like 85-5 and five at home in the last five years. So <laughs> they bad, are yeah. awfully good. The place was packed and the band was going crazy. So I'm excited That's about the way my team is playing. They had some real nutbags in the stands. There's no question. Uh, Luby used to be one of them uh, there. And uh, do you get do you get that call or make that call in the park if you're uh, you know calling uh, fouls on yourself? Uh, do you get that call at the end of the game? What do you think? Because uh, we've had some debate about it. I mean, you know, by the book, it was a foul. Uh, if the guy's under the basket and his nose got broken and was shattered into several pieces, they probably wouldn't have called anything <laughs> in that spot. Uh, what did you think? Uh, honestly, not to criticize the officials, but just in general. Uh, about oh, well, call. I grew up play, playing in the park in a place called Parkchester in the Bronx. Oh. And if, yeah. if, uh, if any of uh, uh, my competitors had, had uh, called that a foul at the end of a one-point game, uh, they would have definitely been fisticuffs. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody would have had his nose broken. Uh, you got it. You got what? You know, it would have been the reaction there. Yeah, I mean, it was a tough way definitely to lose a ball game. But uh, talk about the rise of this team because uh, you you have, like, a veteran team. Last year, you guys were, were just absolutely, uh, you know, uh, blindsided and bombarded by uh, all kinds of different things, injuries, COVID. So it was a real tough season. Uh, you know, how did you manage to sneak into the season with a team that was, you know, and still is a top the ACC? 
Well, here's the situation. Uh, we have three guys in our starting lineup did not play last year. Sam Wardenberg plays the five for us now. Sam uh, broke his foot last year, did not play at all. He was a tremendous loss. Charlie Moore, a transfer from DePaul, a six-foot point guard, is having a dynamic year. Uh, he's a transfer, and it took him a little while to get totally uh, comfortable running the team and, and being very aggressive, which he is, and he's doing a great job at both ends of the court. And then Jordan Miller, a transfer from my old school, George Mason, has fit in beautifully. He's a glue guy. He's a jack-of-all-trades. Does a lot of different things for us. So you add those three starters to our two returning leading scorers, Isaiah Wong and Cam Augusti, and that's put together a, a uh, starting five that really plays well together. They share the ball together, uh, and they work very, very hard defensively. Now we're trying to develop our bench. Our benches has not been as strong consistently as our starters have been. Uh, for example, uh, against Florida State, we got outscored by the bench players by Florida State, twenty-five to zero. Oh. But against but against Duke, our bench played terrific, and we outscored their bench. So it's just a little inconsistency of our players who come in off the bench. They're good players. They're young players. Two of them are freshmen, and one is a, a, a player who has been injured throughout his career, Dan Gak. So we need our bench to step up and, and help us a little bit more because our schedule now, I, I've told everybody, hey, the ACC regular season is a marathon, not a sprint. We've played six games. We're five and one. We sit at top of the ACC. But our next two games are against North Carolina, who's playing great right now, and Florida State, who just beat us. So we've got two amazing Opponents coming in next Tuesday, eight o'clock at the Watsco Center. I'm hoping we have a crowd like like uh, Duke had, like Florida State had, to cheer on the Hurricanes. And then we got Florida State coming in, uh, and and it's the rematch. So these this next week, Tuesday and Saturday, we've got two big home games. We're talking with UM men's basketball coach, one and only coach Jim Larinaga, the Canes. Five and one in the ACC, thirteen and four overall. Very great start. What's to go off? Piggyback off of what Devo said, Coach. It's funny we we have you on every year, and we love talking to you because you not only know the game, but you're honest. You're honest about your team. You're honest about the ACC. You're honest about the game at large. And you and your people have said for years now, we've been injured. <laughs> if we were just not injured, watch. I'm telling you, we have a team here. Watch. You're finally healthy, and I think that's the biggest thing. Is like you just said, you finally have your team there, and it's taking the country by storm. Well, if you look at the NBA, they're a perfect example. Every team that has had injuries has struggled. Yep. Uh, and uh, whenever one of your top players is out of the lineup for an extended period, uh, you, you just don't play quite as well. Uh, one of the things I am proud of, I told you about uh, our bench, but uh, Sam Wardenberg uh, had COVID uh, issues. And he missed two games, and Dan Geck stepped in and, and helped us win both those games. So uh, we know our bench is capable. Uh, we just know that, you know, if, when they don't play well, we're just not as good. 
You've always uh, appeared to be the epitome of calm. Uh, coach Jim Laranega yes. with us here on Ion Channel, the UN head basketball coach. Just had a nine-game winning streak snapped after beating Duke at Cameron Indoor. And uh, seven and seven uh, at UM uh, against Duke, which uh, I, I'm sure most coaches would love to go 500 <laughs> against Coach K. Uh, how good did it feel? I mean, uh, were you able to, uh, you know, suppress the smile until you got on a bus? <laughs> to, to leave Cameron indoor with a victory. I mean, as a coach coming out of there with a win has to be just uh, awfully satisfied. Oh, 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 what do you mean? To beat the uh, winningest coach in college yeah. basketball <laughs> history? Oh, no, that was nothing. I mean, that was just easy. Hey, hey you yeah. know, the, the great thing about it, you know, we, we beat Jim Beheim, the, the number two winningest coach in college basketball history. Yep. And we, we crushed the Syracuse 88-87. I mean, that, <laughs> you, you win yep. by one, you win by two, but then you lose by, by uh, one. You know, the, the feeling is just so different mm. after a win and after a loss. And, yes, after the Duke win, when the, when the guys on the team uh, got on the bus, it was celebratory. But it was short-lived. Yeah. We got back at 3 o'clock in the morning. We had, had uh, Sunday uh, to rest and recover. And Monday, we were back on a plane to get to Tallahassee to play Florida State on Tuesday. We got back 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning um, after the game. Wow. So my coaching staff, Chris Caputo, my associate head coach, Bill Courtney, and DJ Irving, my assistants, do a fantastic job of preparing these guys one game at a time. You can't get too high after a win. You can't get too down after a loss. It's all about being consistent and, and having the energy to put forth the effort and the execution to beat these high-quality teams in the ACC. How much value does it have? I mean, obviously it's huge because uh, the country took notice of the University of Miami. And, uh you know, it was great, uh, and I felt really good uh, for you, Coach uh, Laranega, because uh, every highlight for the next few days was uh, of those final moments against Duke. And, you know, that, that has to help in getting recognition from the kind of players that, that you're trying to recruit uh, from different places around the country to uh, get that kind of uh, spotlight and focus on the program in, in that much of a favorable situation. Well, what was great, I, I got text messages from our four recruits, four terrific high school players, our recruiting class is ranked in like the top 15 or 20 in the country. Yeah, we have four players who, who are going to provide us some much needed size. They got, we got a six, 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 eight, six, nine, and six, 10 coming for next year. And we're very excited about those four guys. We still have two scholarships to give. So we'll be in the transfer market come, come April. And, uh, you know, I, I think things are, are heading back in the right direction after we were decimated with injuries last season. Coach Jim Laranega with us here on the Defoe Show. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz, uh, streaming audio and video around the world. Uh, uh, all right, uh, you know, and, and you just joined the ranks uh, of, uh, you know, some very distinguished coaches winning 150 games at three different uh, schools. It's a very small list. And you started to mention the distinctions of uh, Coach K. This his final season as somebody that's been doing it a long time yourself, Coach Laranega. Uh, how would you characterize? I mean, if you could uh, give us a synopsis uh, of what coaches think uh, about uh, Coach Krzyzewski and the career that he's had, and 
what he has or has not meant to the game. Uh, how would you characterize that? Well, I, I would say he's been an inspiration for a lot of coaches. Uh, I think uh, a lot of coaches, high school coaches, college coaches, have emulated what Duke has done throughout Coach K's career. Uh, he's written more books and, and done more instructional videos. He's lectured uh, around the country, done clinics, and has shared his uh, philosophy and his personal journey. Uh, I think he's a remarkable leader. He's, in my mind, the first corporate leader uh, in college basketball. And by corporate, I mean he not only lectures at clinics about basketball, but he lectures about leadership. He's with the Washington Speakers Bureau. And and corporations hire Coach K to come in and speak to their executives as to how to be organized and disciplined and lead your organization. So he's he's done an amazing job. Um, I'm actually surprised that he's retiring because obviously Duke is still winning. He's still able to recruit the top players in the country. And uh, he's turning his program over to John Shire, one of his former players who has been acting as his associate head coach for the last several years. So he's, he's, he's going to keep it in the family. It's a program that has tremendous tradition. It's one of the winningest basketball programs in college basketball history. If you look at the, the top, it's Kentucky, Carolina, Kansas, Duke. Right? Those, those four are the Mount Rushmore of college basketball. And if you were looking at, at coaches, you'd have Coach K and Dean Smith on Mount Rushmore, along with probably John Wooden. And maybe now the newest member would be John Calipari, who's, who's done it for a very long time as well, or possibly even Roy Williams. Eloquent and uh, illustrative as always, uh, Jim Larinaga. I did want to say congratulations because uh, of your ties to Bowling Green and one of my favorite players ever. I, I would imagine there might be a statue of Howard Butch Comives at uh, Bowling Green uh, outside the Athletic Center, uh, who was named inside the top 100 uh, of New York Knicks ever. I, were you a Knicks fan uh, growing up, uh, coach in New York? Because uh, uh, Butch Comives, left-handed shooter, uh, you know, and point guard, and was part uh, of a big deal. Uh, I guess uh, the trade for Dave DeBusher. Uh, he, he went with Bell's Bellamy uh, uh, to Detroit for Dave DeBusher. And uh, I, I don't know, uh, was he uh, an icon at Bowling Green, Butch Comives? He made it like number 93, Nick all time. Well, Butch Comives was certainly an icon with the New York Knicks, top 100. Uh, and he teamed with Nate Thurman at Bowling Green. Jeez. Uh, to, wow. To give them, <laughs> give them one of the best one-two punches in the country. I got to know Butch pretty well uh, back in the the early 90s when I recruited his son, Shane Comines, who was also an outstanding, hard-nosed, left-handed three-point shooter, very much like his dad. And and, uh, Butch would come to the games. I got to visit with him. Uh, he, he loved basketball. Butch was one of those guys that uh, you love to have on your team because he was as tough as nails. And, uh, 
Ian Nate Thurman, you know, our legendary at Bowling Green. I coached at Bowling Green for 11 years and uh, loved every minute of it. Always great. I mean, uh, anytime we hit you with these nostalgic stuff, like, what are you it's, doing? it's always fascinating like, the detail that, <laughs> that you have on these players. He was one of my uh, favorites to watch there uh, growing up as a kid there, and uh, we were always rooting for the Knicks. And uh, I guess it, it turned out to be, uh, you know, uh, very uh, fortunate for the Knicks that they did deal him because uh, DeBusher was part of uh, one of the great assemblages of basketball talent of that era and, and maybe of any uh, with those Knicks teams that, that won the championships. Uh, Jim, always a pleasure. Congratulations. And uh, thanks so much. We're not bandwagon jumping, I no, assure you. you know, uh, you're you're always right. welcome on this show. Uh, we always love talking <laughs> to you. It's fascinating. And uh, congratulations on all the success of the team and continued success this year. Uh, thanks so much for being with us. It's always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Coach. Good luck. Thanks so much. Jim Laranaga, man. I was like, what is he doing? Knocked it out of the park again, this guy. <laughs> I was Unbelievable. Like, why are you bringing up <laughs> what Comice? Comice. Because he was a big star at Bowling Green, as you can imagine. And, uh, you know, Jim Laranaga coached there. It was part of his trilogy of 150 win schools. And I'm thinking that I didn't know that Nate Thurman also was a Bowling Green guy. Did you, Luby? That was no, uh, educational for that's me. That's amazing. <laughs> like, that tandem must have been. And they shocked. were on the same team. Are you kidding me? Nate Thurman's a Hall of Famer. Like, that's a, a nuts, and Comise is a legend. Like, that's a ridiculous combination. Well, I was on, uh, like, what should have been a decent configuration of Knicks, uh, right? I mean, uh, Dick Barnett and Butch Comise were at the backcourt. And you had Walt Bells Bellamy at center, who, who was an excellent player and uh, was able to uh, go toe-to-toe with Russell and Chamberlain and actually played his best basketball against the two greats of the era and uh, was sort of mediocre uh, against the rest of the lot. Uh, that was kind of a weird circumstance for Walter Bell's Bellamy, and I don't remember the other two players that were in the uh, starting lineup at the time, so I would imagine that they were somewhat inconsequential, but uh, I do remember Comives, and, and as I said, Louis, I was a stat freak back then, and I considered the barometer for any shooting guard or any outside shooter to be to hit somewhere around 50%. Yeah, you want 50 That was the Mendoza line for me, and, um, you know, he, he, he was like, I don't know, I think if you look up his shooting percentage lifetime, it might have been under 40 which uh, was uncommon because they, they weren't chucking 50-footers back then. Uh, you know, you, you didn't have those stat lines like we were talking about yesterday with Trey Young, who, by the way, I mean, how bad are the Hawks? They, they've lost nine straight home games, including getting trounced last night. This was a team that was supposed to be, uh, Luby, as they say, on the come, as yeah, well, in C-O-M-E. I don't know what happened to them. I, don't know. I mean, the Heat annihilated them, and they're still missing Bam, and Butler's still working his way into things. Like, I don't know what's going on. He scrubs. I mean, how great of a coach is Eric Spolstra? Oh, Cole Spolstra. Struess is now, people are questioning him over Robinson, this guy, Yurtsevin. People love Struis him. Struess looked good uh, in the spotty play that he got in the past. So uh, maybe uh, Spolstra was holding him back. Well, no, Spolstra is uh, good about Anytime he came in, I, I thought, well, this, this guy looks pretty good. What's wrong with him? Except that he's an unknown and uh, looks like it's Scribini time, right? When he comes into the ball game, and then they got this uh, center that is what from Armenia. Who is this guy? Yurtsevin, Yurtsevin, or whatever Yurtsevin. People yeah. love this guy. Like he's working with Zoe now personally. Like people, he's going to be like one of the rookie of the year candidates. He's kind of an athletic looking Ronnie Cycli. Yes, that's what he looks is like. He, not? he looks like a more <laughs> coherent, less stumbly, less cycly. robotic. Yes. yes. <laughs> That would be the word you were looking for, Louis. Robotic. <laughs> Which we are about this show, as we're about to. I mean, a lot of fun today, huh? I mean, that was yeah, great, great response there on the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge portion of the program. I have to tell you, people, I mean, uh, Jim Laranega is just such a pleasure. I love talking to him. To listen to, talking about basketball. And, and I do remember some people hooting and hollering 
including uh, your man, Armando Salguero. He was doing a radio show screaming, old. how could they hire a guy 61 years old? Who cares? What brilliance from this man today. Uh, that, that was fantastic. One of my favorite interviews uh, that we conduct uh, on these programs. Uh, UM head basketball coach Jim Laranega. And as I said, Luby, is he not a veritable basketball treasure chest? Oh, it's the best. You were, I'm like, Comise. I'm like, I, I know he's the best, but why are you going Comise? And then he's like, oh, yeah. Comise. He was with Thurman, and I recruited his son. We're best friends. <laughs> I'm like, I do him well. Of course. There you go. Loved having him around. <laughs> We've thrown a lot of obscurities at him. Eddie Malloy, the it. high school star from Long Island. He's like, Eddie, yeah, he had a great Dean jumper. Dean the Dream Meminger. He knew everything about Dean the Dream Meminger, who was a popular player in New York, but probably not uh, that well known. He had a great college career at Marquette. And uh, what was, uh, you know, not really, his skills didn't necessarily translate well to the NBA. It happens with a lot of college quarterbacks, right? Yes. Where, uh, you know, he All had a marginal point average. I guess he was a contributor on a couple of teams. Dean, the dream amateur. And then Larry Nega just tees off, right? And, uh, <laughs> you know, you're thinking, hey, Jim, I know you got things to do, but, uh, you know, he'll sit there and tell you about this guy for 20 minutes. Uh, how can you not love it if you're in my seat or, or doing favorite. what Luby's doing? It's I love talking to Larry Nega. That's why it's not like we're, uh, we hop on the bus, the bandwagon. We've been fans of him from the beginning. We just yes, no, yes. We, I mean, he, like, even while his uh, teams were struggling, we still liked having him on to him. just to illuminate college basketball, which in South Florida, where we are, I mean, the rest of the country, like uh, you know, there, there are places where there's an obsession with it. Yes, the Northeast. And, and that's great. I, I love it. I mean, the spirit of the games is fantastic. Those guys at FSU, did you see those maniacs in the crowd, those kids? Oh, no. FSU, what's so funny is the tuck was like some schmanky convention center when I went to school. And in the last 15 years, it's become Leonard one of the Hamilton. best home court advantages. And literally, they're like 40... Four and five in the ACC in the last fifty, they won like eighty something out of their last nine. Like that home court is nuts, and they really take yeah. their basketball seriously. And it was really cool. That game was like a what home was school it, like game, eighty-eight and five or something. You yes. said, and then uh, you could hear in Jim's voice a very classy and dignified way of suggesting, "Hey, Miami." Yes, he said it. Wake come the on. fuck up, please. Yeah, come yeah. on. I mean, uh, let's get into this, right? You just beat Duke by two points. It's uh, every video you see highlight from last week's action has uh, the clip of uh, Miami getting the last basket and then Duke missing at the buzzer. Yep. All right, uh, we're going to come back and wrap things up. A lot of fun today. I really enjoyed being with you. Tomorrow, a uh, deal Volkswagen Degenerate Friday brought to you by the people of Gulfstream Park and the championship meet is on there and you can bet it at Hylia Park, which is uh, always part of the fun there. And uh, So, uh, very exciting things. And uh, We'll have that for you tomorrow with uh, Mark Lawrence, handicapping the pro games. He's been dynamite all season long. What, what brilliant logic. I don't know how he did last week. But I was buying into it, oh. whatever it was that he was saying. He, yeah, he was really on his game last week, Mark Martin. Lawrence. So he'll join us again tomorrow here on Ion Channel, your degenerate handicapping station, your contest station. And, I mean, it's it's where you're going to find love and peace here, streaming uh, audio sure. and video uh, all year long, 2022. Uh, back uh, to wrap things up in, in just a second. Now that. The time. Probably should have gone right out the I door. I was saying we could have uh, just gone. We could just go to break and leave. <laughs> recently we realized it's not just hurricane season that can hurt us any time of year things can happen to your home or business and the insurance company can be your friend but they also can be your enemy horizon public adjusters justina testa are here for you to help this process go so much easier before you call the insurance company call horizon public adjusters and justina testa at 954-809-8752 would you go into court without an attorney so why would you go up against an insurance company without Verizon Public Adjusters, and Justina Testa. Seven to ten times more money recovered 
with a public adjuster than if you went on your own. If there's no recovery, there's no fee, give them a call at 954-809-8752. Why go up against insurance companies alone when you can have Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa on your side? Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, highly apart. These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. First of all, they're not only open for delivery and pickup. All you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery. Their hours have changed a little bit. Monday through Thursday from 3.30 to 10. And Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 11.30 to 10. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have their amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers, Raw Bar, and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.